Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. From Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, we hunt the world, and you can too. Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level? Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? But didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thanks for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. Welcome to the Bone Cave. Uh, Interesting day today. My name is Brian Maimon. And it's an interesting day every day in here because I work with uh, these other guys. But uh, um, I got Brian Martin here. I got Brad Dana. I got Aaron from British Columbia, eh? The Canadian outfitter and the border is closed but not going to be for long. And uh, we're going to talk about Aaron and all the adventures we have. And, of course, I have Bleep. So uh, uh, welcome, guys. This is good. Welcome, um, I'm looking forward to today. We're going to talk about British Columbia horseback adventures. What do you think? Awesome. You ever, you ever do any of those, Mr. Martin? A couple of them. They're not bad. <laughs> have you ever done? <laughs> have you ever done anything like that, Brad? Dan? I have. It's a blast. <laughs> Aaron, have you ever done anything like that? A uh, handful. <laughs> handful. <laughs> yeah, all year long. So, oh, so it's, it's yeah. funny because because uh, um, Aaron and Brian Martin have a couple things in common, and one of them are. Um, what I would call a sheep outfitter's dreams. So, uh, <laughs> have you been taking Chantex or something that that causes these vivid dreams? Yeah. <laughs> Are you trying to quit chewing, Aaron? So, so anyway, um, so Let's just clarify, Brian Martin and I only have like one or two things in common. <laughs> so, so hey, we're you know what though? I'm really looking forward to this because number one, for me personally. Um, British Columbia horseback trips are like the, the Le Coup de Gras. Um, they are the, the uh, it, for me, it's like just, oh, man. If I ever had to die and come back and be reincarnated, I'd, I'd want to be, you know, Aaron riding in on my horse so, with a string, right? right. Just kind of like this, you know. You got to get the rhythm down, huh? Rocky, you know, just that Rocky Mountain cool, epic horseback on. guy. And so... Brian, Martin, Aaron has his horse. Now, that sucker, if you show up at his camp, you want that little black and white pony. That painted horse. Oh, that painted horse. With the, it, with the one blue eye. So, with the so, one blue eye, so, huh? So I'm in, I'm in camp with a mule called Molly. Molly. And Aaron puts me on Molly, and he kind of throws me the, the saddle, and he goes, this is yours going in. <laughs> and he slaps me on the shoulder. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? So and, Molly's stubborn. And, and he says, have you ever rode before? And I said, yeah, a little bit. And he goes, all right, good. We'll find out. <laughs> and I'm like, what a jack wagon. So I would like to call him a jackass, but I like him. Um, but he's close to one of those because so the first day I'm like in the back, which I have no problem with. We're riding in this freaking horse, uh, this mule. Every time I turn, has got me hanging out of trees. It's got me up against rocks. And I'm like, I'm cussing. I told him at the end of that day going in, which was a five hour ride. 11 hours later, we get to camp. Oh, come on. It was not even close. We had to stop and wait 
for all you softies to just like take a break <laughs> here and there. And the other thing, in all honesty, truly, I work really hard to match personalities. <laughs> That's why you got what you got. Here. <laughs> And I got oh the I got the nineteen hand Arnold horse. Oh my god! What? <laughs> what? This isn't even fair. I've ridden Molly many times. So Molly's a pain in the ass. And yeah, especially if you have to and, stop and, and, and let the other horse, and, and, and she gets left behind a right. hundred yards. Yes, not good. My point exactly. Right? <laughs> can we can, can can we just reiterate what I said? It's like I I try and match personalities. Oh my gosh! Because so I'm a pain in the ass, I guess. A stubborn ass. Can you believe you that? Oh my gosh! Oh my god! So anyway, oh my gosh, Molly. at the end of the first day, I said I'm not riding this damn thing, Aaron. And then he gives me a really nice horse. And I had an amazing 10, 11 days in the mountains. It was oh, great. Yeah. But I had to have a long talk with that horse. And I, <laughs> you know what? I said, hey, brother, I need you to take one for the team here. I'm sorry. He's you not know, as heavy as he looks. Oh, my gosh. Am I, am I, bleep, am I getting this? You know what? I put him on a horse that I knew would tolerate anybody. And he just... I mean, it worked out. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, uh, we're, we come off the mountain, get in, like, at 2 o'clock in the morning, and he, Aaron's like, just jump on that horse and ride it across. and take in the, the morning. And, and we got back in that night after, oh, we, after we shot the goats. Oh, after we shot the goats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I get on Aaron's horse, and I ride it across the water, and up into camp and tie off those other horses and come back. And I'm like, first of all, when I sit in his saddle, it was it's like, like a real saddle. It was like sitting in a freaking Cadillac. And then I ride the horse and it's like walking on water. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is ridiculous. So anyway. Do you want, hey, do you want your guide to be grumpy all day long? <laughs> You want your guide to just be punishing himself and then be in a bad mood and deal with your sorry, you know what? <laughs> you know, I, I just have to, I have to minimize the amount of the the problems I have in a day just so I can deal with you. Yeah, well, minimize your sure. exposure. So, huh? so you got a nice horse. So anyway, so I, I guess here's what I'd like to do, um, because because I think we got a whole p bunch of people that listen in and they, and they go, you know what? I'd love to do uh, like a big horseback adventure, and if I could yep. say anywhere to go, it'd be British Columbia. <laughs> and this this place is just lights out dynamite. It's like on the top of. Should be on the top of everybody's wish list. This is just the place. It, it is absolutely amazing. Oh my and gosh! It is as epic as the epic it, gets. It's like a zoo, but the animals are wild. It, it is amazing, right? It, it is. Well, right. it's so, a little bit like Banff and Jasper Park, actually. Aaron's area looks. It's very scenic. It's in the Rockies, um, so it has that that look. It has those limestone. Uh, top of the mountains with no grass on them and just lush green grass underneath. It's a, it's, it's like driving through Bamford Jasper, really, is what it's like. What's uh, what's uh, yeah, what? And in uh, uh, hunting here, you know, the only difference between hunting here and Jas uh, Jasper and Banff this is, there's is no, no Chinese tourist. Well, there's nobody chasing you, 
So it's just more relaxed <laughs> than having all those park people looking after you. So, hey, you know. What's your outlook on uh, Canada and opening? What are, you, what are you getting the feel for? What are you hoping for? Obviously, I know what you're hoping for, but what do you think is going to happen? So, you know, I, I'm still hoping for an opening on 1st of August. I, I've been told that's very that's optimistic. Um, what it comes down to is I is our prime minister easy well <laughs> well yeah, he's no. he's only as dumb as our president but it's okay yeah, i'm not going to go into that. that part but so right now you know i don't know how you guys understand but our system right now he's running as a as a minority government so that means he doesn't have enough seats to to accomplish what he wants to so the speculation is is that he's going to roll out the vaccine as best as he can, and then when public opinion is at its highest, he's going to call another election. Because he's in a minority government, he can call an election early. I think that's how it goes. And so if we end up with an election in May, um, then as soon as he announces it, our government locks down. We have the election, and then it takes them forever to get their crap in order afterwards. Yada yada yada. yada. We we don't know when it when it'll open. Um, so that you know, people need to watch if that election is happening or not. If it doesn't happen, I think we have a good chance of being open this year. If it does happen, then the odds are we're going to be you know looking at moving our hunts again to next year. So well, that brings this point and this podcast and what we're going to talk about yeah what we're going to do because we're going to do something because because the border is going to open there's going to be a congestion and then they're going to get hunts back in there and i like what i like what we've got planned because for for some of our members that take advantage of this they're going to have an amazing amazing opportunity and i appreciate um uh, I, I really appreciate what's happening. However, before we go there, well, these okay, animals not could to, get two years to grow too unmolested. Well, last year and, and maybe this year, yeah. but 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 li, li, what I want to do is I want to give a feel for what it is that this hunt is. So, what can they expect when they roll into town? So, I I, I let's say I book. Well, it sounds like they need to check three bags: one with a saddle, one with their gun, <laughs> and one with their clothes. Yes, they do. <laughs> So, so I booked this hunt, and we're going to talk about what it is, but let's say I book a, a, a three-species horseback hunt for 10 days, and I'm coming to Explain what the species are, though. Okay, so here's what we're going to so do. This does not include a grizzly bear or a stone sheep it doesn't or include, bison. Right, it doesn't include bison, grizzly bear, or stone sheep, which they can see all of the above on this trip. It's not unlimited grizzlies? But, but what, it does can, what it does cover is a moose, an elk, a billy goat, a mountain goat, um, a wolf, uh, caribou. a caribou, black bear, black bear. So there's six species they will be hunting as an opportunist as they go, and the price of this hunt's going to cover three of those, and then there's trophy fees for more. But but it, the price of this hunt's going to cover three of them. Is that right? Yeah. So what you can do is you can buy whatever tags you want. So if you want to buy all the tags, and then you come on a ten day hunt and you harvest. You know, your first three that you harvest are covered. And in all honesty, 10 days to harvest three animals, you're, you're going to be going to get that done. 
Um, I have had people harvest more animals than that in 10 days, um, but it, it's not the norm. Um, more likely you know, is two. It, it, you know, it, it's a great idea to have all the tags in your pocket. So then you come around the corner and an elk bugles, you call them in. It's a good bull. You take them, you know, big black bear steps out. Your, you know, guide says, holy, that's a big black bear. Take them, you know, so you can capitalize on as many opportunities as you can in the adventure. Um, and, you know, that's like Lewis I, and Clark riding through exploring the mountains yeah, going exactly. boom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, now, how so, many how many square miles is this area? About 900 and some square miles. <laughs> yeah, so it's about 600,000 acres in one block. Yeah, something like that, yep. Yeah. So 600,000 acres, and so I, I'm riding in, and, and so I, I would like to say that this can not only happen because I killed two species on this, and we didn't take a lot of time after I killed the second. Um, we kind of split up on that hunt, but I killed a – you and I doubled up on a billy goat together, Brad. Great. And, and killed two mature billy goats that are in our reception area hey. today. Hey, Aaron, we found that footage, too, by the way. I told him today. Yeah, I heard that. That's phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Bleep has it, so we'll, uh, we'll get it, something. And cool this area that. actually has even much more game density than Aaron's other area that you hunted in. This has more much much more. They've also been doing a very uh, – this is an area where they've been doing a lot of the, the wolf shooting for the caribou, too, correct? Yeah, correct. So, so you have you know, three years of wolf shooting in here. You know, so yeah. that's going to help a lot. So let's say I pick the primary species as a as a billy goat. Uh, we go after the billy goat. We ride in, and um, I see a moose on the way in. I kill it. We go up. We find a billy goat. We kill the billy goat, and we got five days left. We're riding around. I mean, there's a. It's not a guarantee, but there's a high probability we could see a caribou and an elk. Yeah, really yeah. good to I've shoot three. If you shoot two in the first five days, you'll probably shoot a third one. Yeah, but yeah, if you're exactly. if you're looking for a 190 it, moose and a 340 elk, then probably you're going to shoot two. You know, and, you're not going if you're being and, picked. And a, of, and a lot of times, the biggest restricting factor is you know the kind of shape a person is in. Um, you know, they this is an adventure. This is you know if you don't ride horses every day, like Brian does or Brad does, Brad do. Um, hmm. uh, you know that take. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that takes a little bit of a, you know, that takes some energy. To do I that. had muscles I didn't know or remember I had because I've never been on a horse for 11 hours. Oh, it's a five hour ride, isn't it? Um, that was Canadian. I, I, I was lost in interpretation from the Canadian accent, eh? It was on. It was on the Canadian exchange rate. The time <laughs> you, you just got to get off and walk every hour. So, or two. so, so somebody asked me the other day, "Do you speak any languages?" I said, "I speak uh, a little Spanish. I speak fluent American, and, and I'm about fifty percent on Canadian." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, hey. I want to ask you a question. When you went home, did you benefit from any of the actual muscles that you remembered? You had some riding horses. I don't. I don't know. I can't. I don't know if I can answer that. <laughs> I don't know if you can either. I you might might have to ask other individuals. But, <laughs> you know. So anyway, what can? So 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 we get there. We get into camp, and you obviously appoint the horses to the personalities of the people you're bringing into camp. We heard that. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm probably not as cruel to... Well, no, I'm not as cruel to the clients as I was to you, Brian. As Brad can attest, I, you know, I, I'm like, hey, look at this tall sucker. He thinks he's somebody. Well, you know, and Brad's, you know, Brad was just honest and, and clear about his capabilities and and just an all around great guy. Well, I can work with that. I can I can mash the right horse to him. I, you know, and I, I think that's the best, you know, that's a, that's a, you know, it's a funny analogy, but it is a good analogy. God, I cannot even um, wait for our next adventure. This is going to be a great well, time. No, but I mean, just come, the biggest thing I think, you know, I, I get clients to show up and go, hey, I'm, uh, you know, this is my weight and this is my height. And they show up and I'm like, it's not your weight. And that's your <laughs> Sounds like a dating site. <laughs> kind of. And and then they, they show up and this is my ability and it takes me, you know, ten minutes to realize what their ability is really is. It's important the clients tell us the truth. Right. You know, and put stuff aside, whatever else, whether it's pride or whatever. Just tell me, hey, this is what I'm capable of. This is what I'm not capable. I'm comfortable with this, I'm uncomfortable with this. Then as an alpha, I, I, I can accommodate that. But if someone isn't, you know, if someone isn't truthful to me, like Brian is, then, you know, then, <laughs> sorry, that was funny. So I had to laugh so that nobody actually thinks it's true. But if, if the clients were more like Brad and less like Brian, it would make my job easier. And Oh, my God. I have footage to prove different. So anyway. <laughs> anyway so, and, and, and I am. I, I am not telling the truth. I mean, these two guys were great clients. Um, you know, don't you don't have you don't have to lie. It's, you I'm know. not going to lie. I mean, I had that was an awesome trip. Really yeah, it was an awesome it, it was, trip. It was it was amazing. It, it it was amazing. So so I'm not good at riding a horse, um, but I want to do this. Can I still do it, Aaron? No problem. Okay. So I'm you know, I'm just no eleven hour days. Yeah. If you have zero experience as a horse rider. I have horses that have zero experience with riders on them. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of learn. So they kind of learn in conjunction, yeah, right? This, it's like we're not going to hurt each other. This podcast we? is is this podcast is definitely dismissing a lot of fears and going to book a lot of hunts. I can tell already. On bleep. Well, so understand. I you know. So let me clarify. I mean, it's, my goal is an outfitter. My goal is an outfitter. There's things I can control. And the things that I can control are the horses we have, the food we have, the accommodations we have, all that kind of stuff. I can't control the weather. I can't control the animals. I can't control, you know, those kind of things. But if I do my job as an outfit, so someone shows up and says, hey, I, you know, I haven't ridden a lot of horse. I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put you on. Let me think. Uh, I'm going to put you on friendly or I'm going to put you on. Widowmaker, I, I, you know, whoever it is, I mean, I, I will match ball smasher your abilities. If you're truthful about your abilities, right, I can match you to a horse of your abilities. So do you, you try know, to have some sort? Lot, do you try to have a, like a weight limit? Do you ever do that? Some people do that. Some like, of these horses, like I, Molly, you could put a 400 pound dude on Molly. Yeah, I, you know, on this is the thing. I can accommodate anybody, right? As long as they're realistic. About their ability. So 
you know, I've had clients who go, okay, I haven't ridden a horse. I'm not in very good shape. And he shows up. He's in great shape. He can figure out the horse. He can do whatever. And then the next guy shows up and he says, hey, hey I, I, I can do it all, whatever. In five minutes, you figure out it's like, mm, we're going to have to help this guy along on the trip. The best, the best trip you can have is when you're honest about your abilities. You're honest about what you expect out of it. You're, you're honest about all of that stuff. And then as an outfitter, I can do my job. And if the guy goes, hey, I haven't ridden a horse, so he rides this horse. The guy goes, I ride a lot of horse. I, you know, I don't want to plug. Then I go, oh, okay, we can put him on this horse. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So we can match. But it's just so important that people are honest about where they're at. Right. And I don't judge people at all. Like if Brian would have been honest and said, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm a loser horseback rider. I can't hike from here to the outhouse. You know, I could have made a better trip for him. And <laughs> so, you know, and also if he would have said, you know what? I'm a stoic guy. I don't appreciate a sense of humor. I just wouldn't have cracked any jokes. We would have just been all business. And if I could, if I told you I couldn't shoot past fifty yards, uh-huh. I, I I wouldn't have had to shoot fifteen times to get my animal. Yeah. Like what we the, what, what takes you so long anyway to get that first shot off? Is what oh I want to know. Oh my gosh! It's all on tape. We can uh, now. We're gonna see. You're I just gonna see the big delay between first uh, shot. And second shot. I I'm can't like, even wait for you guys all to see the video of this trip. It's going to be absolutely awesome. So, well, and you know what? I'll say something else too. It's if the ladies are listening, like Lindley was, you know, she phones me on the outside and says, "You know what? My husband's a little bit high on himself. Knock his ass down a little bit. Uh, I mean, he needs to come home a little bit humbler than he is." I'm willing to do that. I, you know what? I can do that. <laughs> so so what you can expect is that uh um that we're going to send you on a trip to Alaska. So no. Yeah. We're going to produce all together. So so well, yeah. So truthfully, I mean these trips are a big deal. Um you know, people don't do them all the time. They're experiences that they, you know, they look forward to for a long period of time. They book them a year or two out in advance. And a, the more information I can have, the more questions they can phone me with, the better trip we can make for them. Um, and there is nothing that's, that, that makes me happier as an outfitter is when I can meet someone's expectations. And... So if we have realistic expectations, if we have all that stuff worked out, guy knows what he's going to getting into. He knows what it's going to be like. I'm going to be honest with him. Say, hey, you know, this is what it's going to be like when I ride for this much time. You know, you know, all that information. The more questions, the more stuff we can talk about, the better we can accommodate an individual, and the more likely we are able to make a trip of a lifetime for all these people. And, you know, and as an outfitter, that's my goal. I mean, people say, why are you an outfitter? Why are you a guide? I have in my life, probably three or four mountaintop experiences. You know what it's like. You finally 
I mean, you've chased the whitetail all your life, and you finally get the one you're looking for. Or you, you, you've dreamt as a kid to kill a moose, and you finally go and you get a moose and because your grandpa did it or whatever it is. I mean, that's my job. That's what I'm trying to accomplish. So when people can clarify that, figure it out, I mean, I, I can be honest and say, well, hey, you know what? I can do that. I can't do that. That kind of stuff. We can work at making those things happen. And I am happiest as an outfitter and as a guide when it's like I have made somebody's dream come true or, you know, have hit a, um, a goal they've been striving for for a long time. That's what makes me want to be an outfitter. Well, that's cool. Uh, you know what? And we have people that come out of his camp, and, and I've heard life-changing experience. Um, this literally changed my life. I will never forget this. Um, yeah, for a lot of people, it's the it's like, uh, I mean, if you're um, if you're hunting the Midwest all the time or East Coast or California and you go to northern BC or the Yukon, it's definitely something that you can't describe to somebody until they've been there. Right. You know. Yeah. So your it, area, you have stone sheep you have mountain goat you have grizzly bear which you can't hunt but you have black bear um uh you have caribou you have moose you have bull you have elk good elk yeah um bison bison Bison. we call them buffalo in south dakota wolf and wolverine wolf and the the problem with wolverine the wolverine season doesn't really open until most of the hunters are done on the east side so he's on the east but still still there you see him yeah, and the, and the thing, the cool thing for me when when I think of and grouse, and you see lots of different grouse, different grouse, yeah. F- sometimes fox. The, the the cool thing for me is when you go on a big adventure like this, you get a big result. You, no matter if you're killing or not that day, you get a big result. I mean, you're yeah. seeing because because you're seeing. I mean, you're seeing. Yeah, there's the hand no, of God. There's no blood days. It, well, no, it, it's amazing. Well, outside of Africa, there's no place that has a species. It really doesn't, does it? No, the, I mean, we well, had, because I had an area not far from where Aaron, Aaron's at as a crow flies, maybe 100 miles. And, um, you know, we had a lot of hunters that shot three animals, and a few guys shot four species on one hunt. To go in the lower 48 and shoot four species on one trip is almost impossible, unless you're doing a high fence in Texas. Right. Yeah. And this two, is, is, this, two is good. This is and very few places can you shoot like a 350 bull elk on a 180 mule deer, even in the U.S. It's usually a crappy mule deer right. and a big elk or a good mule Vice deer. And a versa. Ba- yeah. And the uh, other thing yeah. about Aaron is he's a guide outfitter. He's not the guide and he's not the outfitter. And, and, and it's reflected in but the But he fact does both. He, he, that's what I'm saying. A lot of outfitters are just outfitters. And you can tell by their physical structure and their shape. And Aaron, <laughs> and, and Aaron is a guide outfitter. Um, because he's guiding and out. so Because so he takes low volume enough where he can still guide most all the hunts. It, it, yes, and, and that's the thing. If, I, if somebody called here from my hometown and said, I, I want to do one horseback trip, and, and moose or caribou are on the top of my list, I would say, it, check, copy, I know where you're going. Well, and, and he's got really good stone sheep. He's got really good mountain goat there. He's got really good moose. He's got amazing elk for Canada. Um, mm-hmm. Really good elk up there. And then the caribou are not bad. They're getting better in some places in BC, but and also a decent black bear and a decent chance to shoot a wolf. Yeah. And, you know, and if I really encourage, and that's what I like about working with Rolling Bones is that um, 
all the clients contact me, talk to me, you know, all that kind of stuff. Other booking agencies, it's like they don't want me to talk to the clients. They don't want me to whatever. First time I meet the client is when he sit when he steps foot off the airplane. Sometimes their expectations are not what I can provide. And like I said, that's what I like about Rolling Bones. We have conference calls or groups. Um, I've talked to people individually and, we, you know, they go, hey, I want a 380 elk. And I'm like, I can't do that. I can do <laughs> 300 to 330. Okay, well, I want a 45-inch moose. I'm like, well, we, we can do that. I mean, we're going to do that and better. 50-inch <laughs> full moose. You know, and they're like, well, I just want to shoot a stone sheep. I'm like, you know, what do you want to define as just a stone sheep? Um, you know, and, I, and I'm honest about what I have. And, it, you know, to me, the best thing we can do is meet expect is match expectations with outfitters. And that's what I like about Rolling Bone is, you know, they say, what's your physical ability? What's your, you know, all that stuff's filled out. And then in the end, you get matched with an outfitter who can accomplish what you want. And so, you know, well, this goes, hey, I want a road hunt. I'm, I'm not the guy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. This, this is, is not, not the place. Well, and I will tell you this. The, the funny thing, when you say moose, I, I want to just add a little caveat in here that when you talk about moose, so many people turn their nose at a 45-inch moose or a 50-inch because they're hearing these Yukon 70, 65-inch moose. Listen, I have, I have a 63 or 64-inch moose here, and I have one from your place that was, I don't know, 47, 48, but he was turned in, but he's full paddled, and he's an amazing moose. What people don't understand is that a 50-inch moose with, moose with great paddles is better than, in my opinion, a 65-inch moose moose with thin paddles and so you know and and if you don't mind i'll talk to that it's like i've taken clients on moose that are 47 inches wide and make the record book and i've taken clients who are you know 60 inches wide it's not even close you know so those are all numbers and people don't realize that when you go to the yukon or you go to alaska you know, it's it's just like me. You know, people say, "What kind of moose do you kill?" Fifty-inch moose. Okay, I do kill some over sixty. I'm not going to tell somebody that I kill. You know, they're going to kill a sixty-inch moose. That that's not what happens. When you go to the Loot Yukon or the Alaska or whatever, you can kill sixty-five, seventy-inch bulls. But the majority of hunters kill 50-inch bulls. Yes. Yeah. Five inch. 50 to 55-inch. Were you going to kill an errands, or are you going to probably kill a 52-inch average year in your out, I would guess? In Alaska, yeah. it's yeah. probably 55 to 57 There's nothing inch. wrong with 52-inch moose. Is that a 52-inch no. I think it's 50. Moose. I think that's a 53-inch moose right there, that one I shot in Canada. And where, and where is he from? Canada. That's Alberta. Northern Alberta, yeah. yeah. But so that, there, yeah. there's a lot of places, and people get a number stuck in their head. And you, you know, I've we've killed some. So, for example, I think we killed a 44 inch moose that scored 205. And well, the Boone and Crockett minimum is 195. Wow. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, he was an absolute. Toad. It's like a whitetail with a 14 inch spread, and he scores 175. Yeah. Right? Versus a 19 or 20 inch whitetail that scores 160. Right, total yeah. two different, yeah. It's time length. Matt Moose's uh, length of palm 
and with the palm really is what you need. If you don't have length and with the palm, you're not going to have a good scoring moose. Well, I mean, you know, you talk about white tails too. What's the difference between a 160 and a 180? That much on each point. That's it. Right. Yeah, if it's it. If it's a ten, as if a ten pointer is two inches a point. Ten point, two inches a point. You know. Well, uh, I think I, people get so caught up into like you just said a number, but what what I want because here's what we're doing. Okay, we're gonna do this hunt. Okay, ten days, three species right now, which is is just crazy. But we're gonna do it for twenty two thousand. Okay, it's a twenty six thousand dollar adventure, and that's what the price is gonna be for twenty two. Or twenty three, but Aaron's yeah. like if you book it, if you book if it, you book if it, you now. book it. And here's the reality: by the time you hear this podcast, you better not fart around because yeah, it the, could the, not the, even. You got to yeah. call us right away. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not trying to sound like an infomercial, but, and we're not doing a special but, deal. It's just that Canada's been the, shut down. Yeah. There's going to be a huge backup and yeah. constipation. Aaron's got this, and he's like, "Hey, listen, I want use the word constipation on a podcast." <laughs> You said <laughs> anyway, you know, and I just want to clarify. I'm, I'm going to talk to. Well, let's put it in perspective. What does a Yukon moose hunt cost? Right now, thirty-five thousand. The highest ones, and the cheapest are twenty-two. 20, so the cheap, moose, moose, moose only. only, not a combo hunt. Yeah, you're right. So anywhere from twenty. So you're shooting to a moose that's on average probably only three inches smaller than a Yukon moose. Yeah, some of and you're getting two other animals on top of the Yukon. Two other animals, and you're getting ten days on a horse. It's nothing. BC is better value because when you go to the Yukon, people think way bigger. But very few. Only one outfitter I know that averages over sixty inches, and he only takes a few moose, and he's done a lot of scouting. Twenty-eight thousand, twenty-nine. What is he? At least twenty-five. Twenty-five. And he's three-year weight. So I mean, you're not going to get him with guys. We've got Alaska hunts thirty-four grand. And that price is going up like crazy starting next year. Yep. Because I mean, you can go to the Alaska range and throw thirty-four grand at a moose hunt and shoot the same moose. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Aaron? Um, I just wanted to go back to. Yeah, we're booking for twenty-two, twenty-three. But understand, if if a person books for twenty-two, and the board happens to open this year, they're gonna have first right refusal on a, on, a, on position in twenty twenty-one. Right. Yeah, so, you know, if the border opens, they're gonna get a phone call. I'm going to say, hey, man, I, I got a spot. You can come. you know. And I know that there's people who are booking for 2021. And if you don't get it, they're going to kick you to 22. And, you know, I talked to Rolling Bones and I talked to Brian Martin. Well, he's part of Rolling Bones, whatever. But we we, we, we talked about it. What, what's the best plan? Well, let's take a 25% deposit. Then book them for 2022, and then give those individuals an opportunity at 2021 if it's a possibility. Well, and, and I, like, I like what you guys came up with, you and Brian, and give credit where credit's due. You're doing it in reverse. Everybody else is booking for 21 and saying, no. I'll push, push you to 22. And everybody yeah. in the States is going, oh, what these guys are saying, and, and obviously Brian was a Canadian outfitter, and, and, and both in BC, they're saying, dude, why don't we book for 22 and 23? And if it because, opens, well, we'll basically, hunters have tar- American hunters have target panic on 21. Right. Yep. Because they know that, the, the, I mean, if you look at the current government, the, the, the chance of them making a good decision, like, is a chance of an artist designing a Mercedes, right? So you know that. So I just want I ju- I to point something out. You can't criticize Canadian government because you guys got a government of your own. Oh, my gosh, right? 
Oh, yeah. Did you see our gas prices? Wow, they're awesome. Oh, I'm so happy for everybody that voted well, for Well, both, Joe. both Joe, of the Joe. current governments are not using common sense to make decisions. I'm, I'm all yep. about Joe. If they were an outfitter, they'd be running like wild pack, wild, wild horses with, from uh, the Indian Reserve. Well, this is a super amazing place, <laughs> and it's a super amazing hunt. Well, and uh, it, it, this is something that everybody should get a chance to do. It really well, is. Well, a few things, too, that people don't understand is in British Columbia, it's one of the only places that you can hunt elk in the rut. Right. Not having to go through a crazy draw that takes 20 years in oh, Arizona that's such or something. A great point. Such and a so, great point. and you can use a muzzleloader, which is pretty dumb if you can use a rifle because it's hard to fly with them. Um, they're fine. The new muzzleloaders are long range weapons, but the, the whole idea is that getting the powder and stuff there is hard. So go, basically, just go rifle hunting. If you want to use a bow, you know, fine, but I don't recommend it really. Um, but the nice thing is you can hunt with a rifle starting. I think most of these seasons are all open by the, with the 25th of August. Everything right. I think is open. And it goes through the say, let's say the fifteenth. I think caribou might close on the thirtieth of September, um, but the moose and the elk and everything are open through October the fifteenth. So you have more than f almost fifty days of a hunting season with all these species going on. And, and generally, Aaron and most the outfitters in that part of the world are going to use their, their their August hunts. Their first two August hunts are going to be stone sheep, and they're just not going to hunt much because the, the, nothing's hard horned in August. Other than goats, and goats don't have long hair, and I believe the goat season here opens uh, August twenty fifth. I'm so. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna correct you on that one, Brian. Um, uh, elk, we oh you can hunting for elk on the you know twenty fifth of August. Elk are screaming their heads. Oh, good. They're so it's it's more. early there. Yeah, it's really early there. So then, you can hunt them early. Yeah. So that would be when. The when do they get done bugling up there? Like hard. 7th, 8th of September? No, October. 20, 25th of September. I maybe. was there in October on a stone sheep hunt, and there was elk bugling and screaming everywhere. And that's yeah. a little bit further south. But, um, but, but understand that you're probably coming into a second rut at that point, and it's not as consistent. So I, I, I would just say people are booking a moose hunt, you know, 25th. You know, we have a hunt from the 25th of September to 4th of October. I tell guys they need to put an elk tag in their pocket because sometimes it's spectacular, and the next time, the next year, is it? It isn't. Well, you still I'm can not, spot and stalk them. Well, yeah, yeah, but I'm not going to book a, a. I'm not going to book a bugling elk hunt from the 25th to the 4th. I I will book those people around the first of September, to the 10th of September because that's the most consistent. Yeah. But if a guy comes on a moose hunt, wants a combo. We can do we can do moose we can do goat and we can still spot and stock elk and sometimes it's spectacular. Okay, so so let me let me let me take a little bit of a left, um, uh, and I should have done my homework before I got on here. But I think um, goat only is uh, fourteen thousand, right? Sixteen. I'm sorry, sixteen sixteen thousand. So goat only sixteen thousand. Moose moose only is what? Same. Sixteen thousand. So right. single species is all the same. same so right, so we got thirty-two thousand in in two. If we go up on two different hunts, okay, you go in one ten-day period. You and, put, and you are going to shoot two animals. You might not shoot three or four, but you're going to shoot two. Exactly. Which so, is so. So I was there, and in the first five days, I had a, I had a, 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 almost a book um, moose down. If he would have matched on both sides, he'd have been a book. Right? Super cool bull. Super cool bull. I had a great goat down. You had a goat down yep. the first five days, yep. okay, of the hunt. 
All right? So I'm sitting here going, all right, and you're going to do, I didn't know that about only a $25 or 25% deposit. So you're going to do a deposit of $56.25 that they can put down and hold a spot for $22,000 when these hunts are going to be worth thirty dollars in the next 18 months. And I'm sure if a hunter has money burned a hole in his pocket, he can do a 30 or 50% just so he doesn't have to make extra payments. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but, I mean, the but thing I is, just heard him say 25% exactly. to hold his spot. So yeah, we, yeah. hold your spot. It, and, and the other thing, I you know, I understand. Not everybody's the same. Not everybody. Some people want to do a deposit at the beginning. You know, uh, another payment. Yeah. A year out, and another payment just before the hunt. Well, I, I strongly I recommend getting up to BC and doing this hunt. It's a hunt of a lifetime, and uh, well, the, the the other thing is it's crazy. When you're shooting an elk or with Aaron or a moose, keep in mind this is a six-pointer better. You can't just shoot like raghorns. So you have to shoot a – I believe maybe on the first hunt in August you can shoot a five-point. But most of the hunts where they're going to be rutting, they're six-point better. The caribou have to be five five points on top and a back point, so six above the bez. So you can't shoot a dink. And the moose have to be a, a tripalm or they have to be ten points total on one side. So that means you're probably have almost no chance of shooting less than a mid forties moose. Your your elk is probably going to be at least two eighty, and 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 your caribou is going to be at least a three hundred inch caribou. So you're not going to be shooting like a meat animal. These are not like management animals. These are all really good quality animals. And most of your goat would be nine plus. There's going to be a few in the eights, but mainly nine, probably in that nine to ten range. Ten is going to be exceptional, and nine and to nine and a quarter, nine and a half is going to be the standard. So you're not going to ha- you're not just going to shoot a uh, um, uh, representative animal, you're going to shoot better than representative in an area like this. I'm just, yeah. I'm just thinking the financial advisor consultant in me is coming out. Seven thousand three hundred thirty-three dollars in two thousand twenty-one. Seven thousand three hundred thirty-three dollars in two thousand twenty-two. And then in two thousand, I'm just thinking, right? right. If, I, if I'm, a, if I'm, let's say I'm a butcher making sixty grand a year, seventy grand a year. I wanted to budget this hunt. I want to go do six hundred a month. Six hundred bucks a month. $7,300 a year, and I, I'm freaking on this hunt in 2023 um, with my rifle and uh, four or five tags in my pocket, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the – I call a billy goat a working man sheep. Right. It's the same sheep hunt as a stone sheep hunt. You're just going to go kill uh, something, and the, the hide on them is the cool – I mean, I got at least four or five more in my future. Well, that's if I'll take you. Well, I'm not going. <laughs> that, 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 I wasn't going to go. I wasn't going to go with Aaron. But anyway, um, <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> so yeah. Ser- seriously, yeah, super though, cool animal. Su- super, super cool animal. And I, I don't want to be dismissive of seventy three hundred bucks. But I, I'm sitting here going, man, as a guy making fifty, sixty, seventy grand a year, I could budget that and I could do it. And that's I, I do love that about Aaron. Um, and his camp. There's no pretentiousness there. Um, the meals are amazing. I was like, are you kidding me? He goes, we have horses, brother. We're not taking freeze-dried food. Horseback hunting is really <laughs> awesome, though. Even if you like to hike, a horseback hunt's great. What's yeah, that? Steak, well, yeah, steak and salad and the whole thing. I mean, I was like, Good I've food. been on, not to criticize backpack hunts. Them suckers are tougher than I am. But I, I've been on backpack hunts. I'm like, man, I'm starving to death. And and it's a weight loss clinic. Hunt, and I'm like, we got steaks or pork chops or chicken. <laughs> short rib braised, short ribs. Salad, baked potatoes, salad, onions. Baked potatoes. 
Yeah. Bacon, egg. I'm like, are Unless you, you can take pies, you can take cookies and cakes. Gosh. Oh, I've taken pies, totally. <laughs> Box wine here and there. Yeah, oh. You can take eggs, which is always something you miss, right? Boiled eggs, scrambled eggs, fried right. eggs. You can take a bottle. You can take a bottle of a lot uh, of bacon. We have a lot of bacon. Stuff? What's that stuff I like? Fireball. You can take a bottle <laughs> of Fireball. That's some cheap. That's some cheap, high, cheap high octane liquor. <laughs> I oh, like man. Fireball. <laughs> so mm. anyway, yeah, well, super cool, Aaron. That's uh, yeah. And how many horses are you guys running now that you have this area? Oh, you know, for us to operate properly, it's going to be forty. Um, We'll have more than that, influxing new ones, you know, that kind of stuff. For when Brian comes, we can put his butt on a horse that's never been ridden before. But, I, I you know, other than that. You, you almost make, need a fresh one every day for him. I mean, kind of the. Oh, man, right? he's a horse-breaking, bronc-riding mother right there. <laughs> I mean, oh my Brian, God! You, you, you guys. He told me. You know what? I never told him anything. I, I never even told him I could ride, and uh, yeah. I didn't show up in the camp with my own saddle and my own panniers. I showed up like this humble guy and said, and and somehow I I was envious. Well, you of know Jason what about Molly? She doesn't fall down. What's that? She won't go down with you. A Molly. She'll smash you in a tree, but she won't do. She won't do a head plant. I, I never had her fall. I, I, you know, Molly, most of the time, she just carries a pack, yada, yada. But I looked at Brian, and I was like, I see you coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to tell you, the second horse I got, we, that, that, that little guy and I were happy together the whole trip. So. You know what, though? Seriously, a lot of people have not done a horseback hunt, and it's really an amazing opportunity. But, but this just, isn't... If that's what I'm saying. Just yeah. that in itself. Yeah. But I would say if you've never ridden a horse, go take some riding lessons because it is a bit hairy. Yeah. Some of the bush and, yeah. and rocks and cliffs you got to go through. I mean, it's a lot to think about the first time you go. And, yeah. and, and the truth is, is I, you know, we've taken people who have never been on a horse before. That's fine. We give them a couple lessons. We ride around. You know, as they tell us what's going on, we, you know, we deal with it. But it is a good idea. If you can, just go, whether you take your Get some riding not, time, just like trigger time. Just get a little bit of riding lessons so you know. You know, you pull on this rain, this happens, you know, you, that kind of thing. And you just get comfortable riding. And it just makes the trip that much better. Yeah, right. It really does. Well, guys, I got to tell you, this is amazing. Reliving this is uh, is makes me want to get up there, and I'm dying to get up there like crazy anyway. Um, British Columbia is a special place. I love what you said, Brian. Other than Africa, there's no, I mean, that's great perspective. And for a guy who wants to go do a, a big hunt and says, man, I'm going to do one and done, this would be the one and done mm -hmm. hunt that I would say to go do. Because right. you get a big mountain animal, you get uh, a moose, you, 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 you just get the experience. And uh, Aaron, in all kidding aside, um, obviously we've been on hundreds of hunts, hundreds of camps. Uh, all over the country, hundreds of days a year in the field. And uh, Aaron runs a class act operation and is the guy that we, uh, well, I mean, we just book exclusively with him. We have a, a very exclusive relationship and uh, we're going to, we're going to be, uh, we're, we're going to get these, we're going to get people up there and the border is going to open. So if you're sitting there wondering, I think that these, and the price is inevitable. It's going up with right. COVID. It's going up. Uh, and so, and you know, I, sorry to cut in on you, Brian. But no, you're good. I was gonna say that too. I understand. People had all these hunts booked in British Columbia in 2020. Right. 
roll them to 2021. If 2021 opens, that's great. If not, they roll them to 2022. I mean, you know, it might be possible that you're looking, your next opportunity is 2024, just because of the backlog, because right. of COVID. So, yeah. you know. Um, Holy cows, they're going to be some big critters. Yeah. Oh, brother. And the, with the wolf management, the government's doing to help protect the caribou because the caribou in the decline, they've done a, they've hit the wolves hard with helicopters. Well, and the, the thing about caribou now is some places we have caribou hunts that are that mean caribou hunts are more 000. expensive than elk and moose. It, exactly, they're more expensive than elk and moose, so it's just crazy. It's hard to believe, so, isn't it? Yeah, it, it wasn't that long ago you get you get two grand. caribou for four grand. Yeah, yeah. I, I was one of those guys. So anyway, well, hey, thanks, guys, Brian, Aaron, Brad. Uh, again, we appreciate you joining us today. Head on over to RollingBones.com. Check out our membership. We'll help you find what you're looking for. We're ready to make your next adventure the best one yet. And uh, so, on half of all of Rolling Bones, on the behalf of all of Rolling Bones, stay safe, be healthy, and we'll see you next time for Hunt the World. Hunt the World.